Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. And I have returned. I know everyone was very happy that I was gone. Ryan rose to the occasion I, I and actually I contributed I with well-thought-out conversation. Not tonight. Not tonight. So that's something to look forward to. So I've already brought the bar right back down to Satan's wine cellar. Did you get the leprosy and AIDS all taken care of? See, the thing is, I wasn't getting that taken care of because those weren't mm-hmm. real things. What mm-hmm. happened, though? Wait, they're, they're, we were, they're definitely real. It's science. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. where, where does the AIDS reside? What in, was yours? In your penis. Uh, climate change, AIDS, um, leprosy. All, all Bigfoot. They all have something in common. Yeah. The words you just said? Thomas. <laughs> no, guys, what happened was after uh-huh. being so utterly fucking wrong about amara i had to go on penance oh, and okay. i i spent the entire his, beat his dick i spent several days out in a tibetan <laughs> monastery just whipping myself self-flagellation Oof. and re-watching supernatural to be a better fan because you, you i was whipped your inner thigh with your own penis no oh. that hurts have you tried that once or twice <laughs> or seven because i i was very harsh on last holiday and then i missed the week of Gimme Shelter, which was an episode I actually did enjoy, despite Ryan thinking no, I he, would hate that episode. Same would. thing with the chat room as well. Yeah, the chat room thought I was a piece of shit uh, and it was going to hate the episode, well, which is fair, I which mean, is fair. And I, and I felt like I had to do better by the show. And so I needed a little bit of a sabbatical. And then I came back to this week and that went down the toilet. Oh, come on. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, <laughs> Jesus, not even holding back? Come not on. Not even holding back. No, this is a, confu- Thomas, can you leave this again? Is a conflicting yeah, episode. Away. Like, we had such a great time I know, last you guys did. week. You were having tons of fun. There was talks about, you know, whipping your dick out. And is that ear assault and, and assaulting people that way? I mean, and there was all we kinds were about of to start having sex with one of our listeners live yeah, on the air. Yeah, like yeah you guys were having a great time. We were going to do a three-way with her ears. Yep. Eiffel Tower, her, her head. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. What happened? Yeah, so uh, I've, I've come back. You like that in the ear, bitch? <laughs> I've come back to ruin that for all of you. Yeah, so uh, I apologize asshole. in advance. So, yeah. And we're here to talk about <laughs> season 15, episode 16, Drag Me Away From You. And this one, I I, I am conflicted Thomas, you got to say, drag me away from drag you. Away? Because it's in parentheses. You got to wait. 
Yeah, you got to. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a dramatic. Like, what is that that Dab does? Pause. He, we o- we've only seen that during his run. He titles things numerous uh, times throughout the season and then puts certain words in parentheses. Have you ever seen that done? It's with it's, TV. It reminds me of a joke from The Office where it was Michael Scott. You know, the Michael Scott story. Colon. What is Jan thinking? Yeah. With Dry- D- Dwight Schrute subtext and like it goes on for like a minute. It feels like Dab's trying to be edgy. Like, it is. Ooh, oh, look how cool! It's I dragged am. me away, but dragged me away from you. From what, you. Did, would, what did that add? Drag <laughs> me away mm-hmm. from you. Oh, ooh. oh, wow! Dramatic. Pause. I wasn't interested, but now I'm still not. Now interested. you have my attention. Megan probably didn't title it that. She probably just titled it "Drag Me Away from You," and then Dab's like, "Hold on, hold on, I mean, I like what you did here, but like, we got you drag me away, me." I hate that voice. I love it. It makes me want to punch a baby. It's what I do. I'm fat and that's when I get Wendy's. It's like, I'm going to eat you. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's, oh my God. That's horrible. It's all about anticipation. Yeah. Anticipation. Yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with you? This was a, this is a mixed episode for me for like unique reasons though. And I'll get into that as we discuss. I'm sure you will. This was the first. Wow. Being real aggressive over there. Uh, well, I just, you know, I kind of have an idea of where your um, your allegiance are going to lie in this one. Okay. And uh, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be overtly aggressive. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. This was the first one by Megan <laughs> Fitzmartin. The previous, she had been working as the assistant to Dab prior to this. Because <laughs> Lord knows the man needs his help. He needs it. And was directed by Eamon Catterally, who is uh, somebody. She's Gabby Fee. Uh, she's my doidasher. <laughs> just an Uber driver <laughs> for Uber Eats. Uber Eats, dude. That's I like, terrible. I like how quick you be my food, my lunch. <laughs> how about a job? Dude, she's got a ton of executive assistant credits under Dab, like 56 credits. Dude, for- poor woman. Yeah. She worked as Dab's assistant for how many years? She wrote two episodes just of so she Superhero can get a Girls. career, just so she have a career as a writer. Yep. You, get, you do what you got to do. He's going to do like a tell all book in like 20 years. <laughs> so much, millions of so dollars. much pizza was delivered. One time oh. dad was trying to gnaw on my arm. It was very strange. He, he thought it was a chicken wing. I can never look at Panda Express the same way. Oh, <laughs> oh man. He no hates, one's listening at this point. Hates, I think he hates us, dude. Yeah, sweet, he fucking hates us, dude. <laughs> Well, you know. Whatever. It's mutual. Yeah. It's, I think it's at this point. <laughs> it's true, though. Now, this one was directed by Eamon Catterally, who yep. we've been a big fan of his work for a long time now. Since great he showed up. Great director. And the synopsis, Ryan, do you want to do the synopsis? for yeah, this? Sure. I know you're a connoisseur, as you said. Yeah, so I'll read this one. Uh, Dean and Sam respond to an... Can you stop highlighting shit while I'm reading Fuckface? Thank you. <laughs> I was going to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dean and Sam respond to an old friend's call for help. And must solve a case from their past. Oh, okay. Thanks. Sam and Dean wake up. Sam and Dean do Sam and it's Dean It's another shit. day. Sam and Dean are in Supernatural. Here it is. Sam and Dean respond to an old friend's call for help. <laughs> this week on Supernatural. This week on Sam, Supernatural. Sam something and Dean Supernatural do- happened. <laughs> That's exactly we gotta go look into it. An old friend called. Someone we know and cared about died. Someone we know and cared about we've never heard about in 15 seasons now needs our help. If, but it's IMD, an old if IMDb allowed it, uh, they would have put a parenthesis around old friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Dean respond to an old 
No, it would have just been Sam and Dean, quote, parentheses, and the only thing that would have been out of that would have been Sam and Dean must solve a case from the past. God damn it. God damn IMDb in the ruse. Fucking stupid. All right. So, uh, Eamon Catterall, nice. once again, did not disappoint from the directing side. The oh. guy very usually brings a very specific tone to his episodes. They've been some of the darker episodes. He does a great job. The directing was spot on. Yeah, absolutely. In this episode. I agree with that. The mood, everything worked. He's a baller. Well, you know something works when you, you know what's going to happen because of TV tropes and right. it's very easily set up, but it still like is don't care. suspenseful. Yeah. The vending machine kind of got me. The I one jumped. That, the one that creeped me out, though, was the very beginning when the closet opens in the, ah. in the, in the blurry background. Yeah, that one's yeah I agree. The, those like, those oh, shots God, where things fuck. happen in the background where you just and you know something's going to happen, see. dude. Right. You're just like, God damn it, dude. Yeah. Ugh. And that's all Catarali, man. He does that in a lot of his stuff. He creates a pretty good mood. He, he does a great job doing that. I mean, the whole in was it the cannery bit too just some of the oh, blocking yeah. and some of the setup that he does with that yeah it really does a, it, it is true to the theme and tone of the show all the way back to season one so i think that's a good reason why we've always enjoyed his work and not just that but taking he he does a great job of taking the script and, and bringing it to life the general brooding tone from dean the yep. the kind of darker setup of some of the moments like that he even had nightmares about an event a hunt when he was a kid the hallway just staring at you that's a that's down a, the hallway and then just does the run up and again these are things like i can i know we're gonna happen but the way he sets it up is very effective that's a shot straight from the shining dude like i mean in all reality like the you know come play with us danny like yeah. it's the same shot like and, I am your daughter. Uh, <laughs> and um, like, that's such a creepy shot because it's like, okay, I'm in a hallway by myself. And at the end of the hallway is something creepy. And there's it's, no, it's like, getting around. You can't quite it. make it yeah, out. It's exactly. just ominous. Yeah, it's a cool shot. I mean, like, the, the, just Dean standing there in the hallway and the other Dean, well, air quotes Dean, and or excuse me, parentheses Dean. <laughs> um, I that's just, what we'll do now. Yeah, we'll just call it. It's a parentheses. Um is just uh, it's a, it's a great shot and the, like the way they do it, it like you said, Thomas, is kind of scary, just creepy. He, he does a great job with that. Yeah. I, and again, I think the most of the the <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what's so funny now? I, I um, Raina writes in the chat. This is the first episode in a while. First four seasons that had me on the edge over Monsters of the Week. That's a, that's all right. Okay. That's all right. I give her one on that one. A that's, listener that's hasn't made me laugh in a while yeah, like that. that was, no. <laughs> well, there was one listener, but never mind. Jesus. I think the, I think the vending machine was a pretty good setup as well. The door opening as Dean walked right past it. Yeah. Like, you knew something was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But even still, it just, it was very effective. And I, I still stand by the opening of the closet. It was probably my favorite one. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah. But I th- I think he did a great job with that setup. I don't know if everybody will agree with that, but I think taking what was on page, bringing it to life, and making this standard, what essentially feels like a standard ghost in a hotel, well, effective. And that's... That's exactly how I feel about it, Thomas, is that the script is subpar. It's not terrible, subpar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that A. McCad rally was able to churn this out. I mean, <laughs> well, was that Texas draw you had on that one there? A. McCad rally, man. He's one of the best ever. Hell yeah. Shuck him up. What was that accent? Where did that come from? <laughs> 
now. How much wine have you had? It's fucking horrible. I, I, yeah. I, this is what no, happens no, when no. I come back. I just this I ruin is, your guys' flow. No, this is fantastic. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Well, he also had to work with newer versions of Dean and Sam. A- another, and I would assume Ugh. the final version of the can, young incarnations of our heroes. Can I talk about that? Like, why? What? Like, I understand why we do. Like, why? But like, we, we've never seen these actors before, right? No, this is the first time. This is the first time. Like, why don't we have? Aren't there some kids that would like? They're would be too the correct, old, I think, um, for the correct. The correct they're actually the same age as Sam and Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Now, <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, That's it why. was season eleven when Lucifer was trying to convince Sam to say yes that they had the guy who played young Sam, who was in his like eighteen twenties. Uh, at that point, Ryan wants him to look like uh, why Jim, Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura when he's trying to get Dan Marino's autograph. <laughs> yes, yes, that dude. I actually would laugh. That like if they did give him and, give and, him like, a, a bunch funny, of fake zits. Yes, dude. And he's like, he does this face. God. <laughs> Dude, that'd be great. I Like, if they did a gag like that, I would probably pee my pants laughing. Yeah. So, they'll, they'll, uh, never, they'll never do that. That would also signal the complete end of Supernatural. Oh, well, yeah. we are. It's We got four episodes. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's over pretty much. So this was the, <laughs> the newest incarnation of the young heroes. Um, for an episode that was essentially mostly Dean's story in this one, Sam was just kind of along for the ride, although it does show his first inclinations towards a higher education, a, a different life for himself at that time. We have uh, Christian Michael Cooper and Paxton Singleton playing the roles. Paxton Singleton. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Someone's parents are from Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Thomas. That's a good one. I actually feel the privilege. I can yeah, feel the, so you dude, can the you can't name. say exuding, yes, exuding yes. off those you names. You can't yes. say Paxton without thinking of uh, a sweater tied around the shoulders at the neck. Yes, my son is very good at sports. He's also a great actor. Uh, Paxton Singleton uh, finished number one in his I, lacrosse team. He's twelve, but I've already bought his first BMW when he turns sixteen. Oh, and his cousin Christian Michael Cooper. He'll need it <laughs> when he goes to such an up and coming young chap. Yes. He'll need it when he goes to Prince. You think, lovey? He's either going to go to Harvard <laughs> or Princeton. I haven't decided yet. I have the money for both. Like, Jesus Christ. That's, I'm sorry, but that's the name. <laughs> that's exactly what I imagined. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, like dockers and everything. Oh, deck shoes. He's got his fucking sweater tied Poor around kids. his chest. They're like 20 years too late. Yeah. <laughs> shit They're heads. born in the wrong social climate. Now, they brought these characters about <laughs> for... A a childhood hunt. Um, I I'll be honest. I don't know how much that worked for me. It's hard to bring in new character, new actors for faces that we have become yeah, so familiar that, that's with. That's the tough part. I think is what bugged me is it's like they're supposed to look a specific way, and I know like it's hard to match. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean or whatever, but like, I mean, listen, all, all bets are off when John Winchester came back looking 20 years older and he was supposed to be the same age. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, if the actors are good, I'm going to shrug and say, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Touche. You know, and the kid that played Sam, uh, Christian Michael Cooper, I believe was his name. He was the best one out of the bunch. He was really? pretty, I I thought they, I thought all of them are pretty good, uh, but I, I feel like the kid, the young the, one, the girl, the girl looked like the older girl. 
that a hundred percent. Like she looked like her. I was like, oh, okay. But like, I, 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 I honestly was only really convinced by the young Travis, uh, Liam Hughes. I thought that kid oh, yeah. did a good job being terrified, he, which was basically yeah, his role. He was, he was and he's terrifying good. in the very beginning coming out of the closet. He's got oh, that creepy smile. Scary, and to see that range well, from a kid. Well, it's terrifying that's... to come out of the closet, right? <laughs> Thomas, I mean, that's... Thomas, what's that like? You, were, ner- you were nervous Touché. about it. Real time. So that's why I know I, I know he's, he's good at it. <laughs> but to see that range in a what single a episode, dick. I thought was very good. I, I was not as convinced by... Sam, I didn't feel like he was given enough to really work with. And I was, I'll be honest, I was not impressed with young Dean. <laughs> what a I, douche. I wasn't, dude. <laughs> I gotta admit, I was, I, not admit I was not impressed with his shitty actor. I was not impressed with Paxton Singleton. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds so but stupid. He's a child. I, how old is he? He's gotta be 15. <laughs> he's gotta be 15. That's adults in, in some countries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Is that weird? But it, it just, it, I don't know, dude. It didn't work for me. I don't know what else to say besides that. He felt very stiff, very rigid. He had some of the lines that were right, very accurate for, for Dean. things Dean would say, kind of thing. But I was not convinced by it. And I'm surprised because Eamon is a great director, and I didn't know what wasn't exactly, it didn't feel like it was all working. I wanted I wanted older Dean to bang the older chick. Wow, like, as they're they got pretty, older. Like what? What? No, the older. Oh, the adult version. Yeah, in that episode. Wow, Dick. I'm like, well, I would... wasn't no, sure not... where you were going with that one. No, I didn't want them to. Like, no, I'm right there with Ryan. They should have hit. He I was like, hit that. when she said, "You're not, uh, you're not you're the different. same. You're yeah. different." Like, yeah, I am. Yeah, you want to see my cock? And he should have He should have just dropped the pants and said, "Jello." Or pudding. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Season a, two. In the dick, middle of the hotel lobby. My dick's a lot bigger than it used to be. That's what he that's what he should have went with. Jesus. So that's an award everyone winning has, pickup line right there. Everyone this week has signed out. They're just like, Jesus Christ, these guys. <laughs> what? I, like like nobody else wanted them to bang. Come on. <laughs> this is what happens when you get just kind of an average episode. You get a lot of jokes. Yeah. I mean, so people are used to it. Whatever, dude. Yeah. I, I'm wanting them to I'm wanting them to bang. All right. Man. So so my question though was why have the and maybe I was dense, and I'll fully admit that. And maybe I've done what many of the people behind the show have and checked out. What was the general purpose of a young episode? So this in is this one for you guys. The, the, the whole the whole point here is the is the lying. Okay, so the the whole, is it least, really the regression that we're see, looking that, at? Yeah, but that's that, that's that's where I had the problem with it. Like. I understand that this episode is we're trying to go back to the whole lying aspect. But like you said earlier, that's a five year revert from where we've seen Sam and Dean's relationship go. So the parallel here was the whole lying situation and not, you know, telling the truth because he didn't tell the truth about finding the bodies. Right. Right. That was the thing that was the big, oh, my God, you didn't tell us. Um, I, I, I understand what they were trying to do. But we are, like you said, five years too late for this. And I don't understand why this is really important now. Because the because the older version of Dean, I understand why he would not tell Sam about Jack. Like, it actually makes... This is an actual legitimate reason not to tell Sam. Like, th- the point where he gets mad and says, I didn't think you could handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's... Like, tell me that's not honesty and, like, telling the truth. Like, I didn't think you could handle it. Like, and and... and Dean has basically accepted the fact that Jack has to die if they want to get the mission accomplished. 
So it, uh, it, it makes sense. I just don't understand. I guess I just had a problem with, you know, the reverting the, 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 the Sam and Dean relationship to, you know, backwards five years for a whole lying episode when we only have five episodes left. Well, now this one included basically, yeah. but so that I, 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 that was the one thing that I kind of had a problem with. And then, like I said, it didn't, it didn't ruin the episode for me. It just didn't really make sense, um, to do that. Uh, because again, you could use that as a double-edged sword. Yeah, we have five episodes left, but then you look at it the other way. We have fucking five episodes left. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we why are we hitting this kind of on the head? You know? Yeah. So, my only problem with the episode um, was that. Other than that, I just it didn't make much sense. But that's just me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But Mike, do you have any thoughts to add on that? I'm just, I'm really not sure still to this very minute how I feel about this episode completely. Yeah. Because we have had better versions of this episode. We have. Season one, episode 18, Something Wicked with the Striga Mm -hmm. was one of the best, if not the best episode of season one. And it was such a beautiful parallel done right between contemporary Sam and Dean and past Sam and Dean. Well, not just that it was a monster of the week that delved so deeply into the characters and the overall yep. myth arc of the season as a whole and their relationship it mattered so much and we talked about this yeah yeah we we talked about this in a recent video cast yeah it's there was it was so dual dual serving that episode served such I mean, it even there were even allusions to what Sam would become in a few years. Yeah, yeah the, absolutely. The, a bit of a warning or a harbinger. There were so many different things going on in the episode. And then you have this one in classic dab fashion where I'm going to redo it, it was just and weird. not do it quite but right. But not as well. Yeah. It was just yeah. weird, right? Like, I, I, feel, I think weird is the best I, word. I do get it. But we need to get into the episode full-on episode yeah. discussion for me to fully delve into Ooh. that. All well, right. so the other new bit that we had was additional lore, Baba Yaga, a relatively famous Keanu ghost apparition. Aspiration? What am I saying? That's No, the Baba Yaga, it's Keanu Reeves. It's, yeah, uh, apparition is what I'm trying to say. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> Baba Yaga, John Wick himself John showed Wick. up yeah, in John the Wick. episode. You killed John Wick's dog. Uh, Baba Yaga is one of those ones that is very famous and does have some great... <laughs> representation in in different media the what most recent hellboy was, movie had her right. and she is right. completely fucking horrifying yeah, hor- looking that was like the best part of the horrible movie that was this you know what 2019's it, hellboy you know what that movie as bad as it was some of the some of the fucking characters in it were some of the effects pretty, were they're pretty were rad. Really great. they were pretty rad it yeah. just it was a terrible movie yeah, but the baba yaga was cool baba yaga was terrifying yeah, in that super bit. creepy dude and the lore around her is also very creepy it was a kind of mixed to see in this episode as well because it, the, the costume didn't really feel like it fit to me i had a week like uh, i didn't think she looked horrible I, I um the way she disintegrated was pretty fucking rad that was a cool effect the um, green flames was pretty legit. that was super cool i mean i know you wanted it to be blue flame but um <laughs> it makes sense uh i thought it looked cool though like it legitimately looked cool um, that was weird because I, I didn't think her costume or design looked great. It felt like a poor man Striga, you know, oh, honestly. Yeah. I guess that makes but sense. But I yeah. did like the flame 
and the and the disintegration cool. into dust when they first think they killed her that was pretty legit too so the special effects are great the yeah, the agree. practical effects were were a little odd to me on that or at least the choices on some of that but we'll we'll get into all of that here in just a few minutes now as we all know supernatural is coming to an end unfortunately but if you guys want to hear despite this setup of this show <laughs> we do go into a lot of other deeper lore with previous episodes mm-hmm. if you guys are interested in any of that be sure to subscribe to our patreon page and gain access to our pre-shows our video cast episodes where we do retrospectives all the way back to season one i think we're about almost halfway through season two right now we yeah, do we additional thoughts, through. additional things like the comic book. We go into character-specific breakdowns, all kinds of different things. And we do that every month. So if you guys are interested in any of that, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital, And if you subscribe to any of the tiers, you get all the content below that as well. And all of that helps us keep the lights on. All of that helps us make this show again and again and again, week after week. And we cannot thank each and every one of you who are already subscribed enough. And if you are interested, check it out. See if it's for you. We always appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We've We've already done the synopsis, and we know who's written and directed that one, so I'll skip right through those. And we know from the last episode's cliffhanger that Castiel told Dean about Jack's plan, what he was going to do. It was not his actual revelation about the empty and his own contract or deal on his life. And the terrible fate that we know is literally around the corner waiting for him. Literally. And unfortunately we know as well, spoilers alert. It can't be more than two episodes away. And in two episodes, the title is Despair, written by Robert Barons. So my money says episode 18 might be one of the best episodes of this season. But this is where I I get a little upset because we're dealing with the final season. And I I don't care about you Castiel haters right now. Castiel is a, a fucking fixture on the show. Yes. And the fact that the dude has not had a goddamn fucking story. In this entire season, season. the final season, it's it's kind of getting under my skin. It's it's bullshit. He was gone all of this episode. Then we have the entire empty situation to handle. Mm -hmm. We have two episodes left before we know he's gone. So what are you going to do? Well, so what was throw the, point? the entire thing to Barron's? Like, hey, Barron, you know how you did that thing with Mary <laughs> Winchester? With Mary? No, Make it did, happen again. With you know, Cass. you did it with Mary and also earlier this season. You fixed my my awful season premiere. Uh, yeah, dude, we're going to do this. Uh, please fucking save me again, bro. Uh, uh, but you know how Mary was only about three and a half, four seasons for you to work with? Yeah. I need you to condense 10 years of Castiel into a 45 minute episode. Good luck. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused at the direction that they're taking this show. We yeah. have literally four episodes left and Castiel and Jack are fucking gone. Gone. If you compare this to any other, not not let's let's look Wait, at Jack. The, look at the gold. What? You said Castiel and Jack are fucking gone. They're not in the show. Was Jack in this episode? Oh, oh, sorry. You're, I thought you were saying that they were both gone after episode no, 18. No, no, I'm like, saying they're, the they're not even in this, <laughs> not episode. In this episode. Correct. It's just very frustrating. If you look at any other season, and I have that in the notes for later, we'll get into yeah. it into yeah, more yeah, yeah. detail. But 
where is the importance? Where yeah. is it? I, I don't understand. If you look at even season 11, the last six, seven episodes were all about the ending. And here we are, important characters gone. How many episodes has Castiel actually been in since we've been back? One? One. Technically one. It's very strange, especially since he does have a, a very important part to play. I mean, we have to deal with this empty situation. This is a big deal. It's been going on now for, what, two seasons. When you're finally happy, I'm going to come at you. So we expected, are we supposed to believe that the empty is going to come after him because Castiel is going to be happy in the next two episodes? What's going to happen? What's going to yeah. change in two episodes? That'll that, make him truly That's going to make him happy. Unless Castiel ha- goes and talks to the empty and makes a deal if that's where he was going and then we're doing soft retcons in order to adjust for the season finale so and if we are then we should be dealing with these things now yeah Uh, there's nothing else to really be said about that instead we're dealing with the fucking skank shift we're dealing with uh, with people who aren't important like who gives a fuck about young 17 yeah no, dude, I mean, I've been holding back. I'm, I can I'm, tell. My God. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I literally have in my show notes. I here, feel like it's a Wednesday night at 3 a.m. and I'm watching the skank and dancers dance. And you're dance. cranking it. Like, and I just. And you're just not. It's just not going to happen. I'm like, come on. I literally wrote come. in my notes at this point. <laughs> at one point, I was like, I can't believe we are still holding our dicks this late in the game. <laughs> I, like, like, that's, I like holding my dick. That's what it feels like, dude. I have a nice dick. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping that would break. That is going to be a drop. I'm going to isolate that, and that's going to oh be a my drop. God. I was hoping that that would like break the monotony there. <laughs> I I agree with you, Mike. It's it's just shocking to see that this is where we're at with four episodes left, and we're not building on. And stuff. I don't want to be like overly negative about this episode because no, it's, it's not. A, here's the thing: it's not this about this episode, episode. Wasn't horrible, but I'm wondering. Why are we doing this? Yes. Why are we doing this episode yes. this late in the game during the final season? This is when like the alleged six or seven thing. When the alleged season finale is happening in three episodes and the series finale is happening in four. I, uh, and we're dealing with a fucking Striga wannabe. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fucking understand, well, especially when the I'm episode- trying to be positive. I'm trying to be that supernatural fan that, you know, mm-hmm. toes the company line, but I don't understand any longer what we're doing. I've justified for dab as much as possible for four years. We as a show has, did it consistently for two for and two a years. half. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anymore. And especially with such a, as we move into the end game here issue with Jack saying he's going to die, it's going to be some sort of self-sacrificing explosion. And Billy full on told him that and intends to use him as some sort of tactical nuclear strike right? to take out Chuck and Amara. You drop this at the last episode. And then it's like, then, then I mean, the fact that Billy calls them out in this episode, really yeah. you're doing this now fucking around that's literally all of us that's like, that's you're the wait a second saying that you're working a case i mean thank you billy because that's you. what i was thinking it, it's just it's very hard to understand and again it's not about this episode because i think this episode could have worked 
in a bunch of different time slots for even this season or more likely should have been seasons past. It just doesn't make sense this late. And it would make sense if these were things we were working on prior. Or if these were tied to the actual emotional arc that we're going through like Striga was. Because Dean's like this apparent nihilistic behavior, demeanor, or this cold acceptance of how things will be. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that works. It weighs on him, obviously. But he seems like he just doesn't want to deal with the inevitable facts. These are things that are consistent with Dean, right? This is why he chooses. And this goes into the question you had a few moments ago for me. This is why he chooses to keep the truth from Sam and not in the typical keep secrets. I know a lot of people from the surface level, it seems like it's more the same, but I will actually justify it's actually different. It's not the typical Dean maneuver, Sam and Dean maneuver during Carver's run. Well, Hey, let's keep secrets from each other. This has more to do with not wanting to deal with it, which has been a consistent part of Dean. It's not that, hey, I'm going to keep secrets just because I made a bad decision. This is, I don't want to deal with these things. Having to lie to Amara is always a lot. It's going to be a lot for Dean to deal with. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've seen that in the last episode. That's going to be something he's going to have to deal with. He doesn't want to lie to Amara. He didn't take pleasure in lying to Amara. He doesn't want to kill Amara. And now you have this Jack info. He just doesn't want to deal with Sam's ethical diatribes. And that's why I'm okay with this whole lying during the episode, because it's not about keeping secrets. It's about, I don't want to deal with this right now. Currently, I don't want to do it. Now that aspect works, but the scene with young Sam and Dean and the parallel with the lies and the secrets. I also understand what they were trying to do with it. Trying to keep Sam safe, keep him naive as long as possible, protect him from seeing dead children. I get it. It works. But why the fuck now? That's, well, the, the, that's the problem. Like, I don't I actually don't have a problem with many of the things that they did in this episode. But I think it was sloppy. And here's here's yeah. why. On paper, it's look at that. He's lying now and he lied in the past. But the reasons for the lies are completely different on both ends. And third, the third fact, they're completely different than the stereotypical Sam and Dean lies. Young Dean lies to spare his brother a horrifying vision that gives him nightmares for years when he's this like tough guy bravado act. A. That makes sense. Who wouldn't lie to their little brother? And he's Dean. He's supposed to protect Sam. And at this age, especially if the kid thinks he wants to go to college, I can understand that lie. Mm -hmm. In the modern day, the lie is to not have to deal with Sam's moral conundrum that he'll bring about. Right. Because we've had multiple times where Dean's like, I just want to stick my head in the sand. So the emotional motive. So the two reasons are completely different. Yes, they're lies, but they don't sync up. That's a, that's a mistake. It's a misstep. I agree. Additionally, because both those of these parallel lies narratives aren't parallel. If you're going to do them, they're not necessarily parallel. They're skewed. And both of these lies are different than the traditional I'm lying to you because I'm going to do something that you're going to disagree with for you. Right. Or to spare you pain. No, all three instances are completely different. I don't disagree. And 
so that's I, I actually like, agree. I get like, what you're I, trying I, to do. It just is not. It's incorrect. Right. Exactly. Because you're 100 percent right. Each of the parallels makes sense when it within itself, with, right. within its own little bubble, bubble world. Young Sam and Dean. That makes sense. The lie. Mm-hmm. The lie within the contemporary world also makes sense. But the fact that they're not actually the same type of lie, it doesn't the emotional work. reasons behind them, they do not work at all. They don't work. And that's because, and I, I apologize to Megan Fitzgerald, but that's because she's an inexperienced writer. Fitzmartin. Fitzmartin, who should not have been given an episode to write this close to the end. Because no, it's not fair to her. She's not a terrible writer. She's an inexperienced writer, mm-hmm. and she made an inexperienced writing mistake. Yeah. She's creating parallels that don't exist, or at least they don't match. It's, it's, it's surface level that works without going deeper and thinking, does it really? Do, do Yes, they're both lies, but that's not enough. You have to go below the surface and see if the motivation behind these actually syncs up. And again... That's why I'm conflicted with this whole episode, because I don't think she did a terrible job as a writer. But you, I do agree it's it shows inexperience and she should not have been put in a position to where at the last five episodes, the fandom of 15 years is going to look at each one with scrutiny. Yeah, you That's not fair to her. You don't bring in the second stringer during the playoffs. Yeah. With three minutes to go. You don't do that. And that's essentially what Dab has done now mm-hmm. since we've been Well, back he's a parentheses showrunner. So, <laughs> you know. I'm the showrunner. <laughs> yeah. But now I do, I do like the aspects of Dean that carrying this burden. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that. The fact that they're building on that Dean doesn't like that he lied. Straight up to Amara. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. He's not going to be the one to pull the trigger, but she's going to be killed because of his lie that he's roping her into a trap. He doesn't like that. Jack has to die. He doesn't like the fact that he's okay with it because when Billy said, isn't that the truth, Dean, what did he do? When she alluded to the fact that Jack wants their forgiveness and yeah. the only way he'll get it is by dying. Yep. So he doesn't like these things. So all of that also works. And it's very consistent with Dean's characterization. Mm-hmm. But the question is, why is this being brought to our attention again? There's got to be a reason when you're this close to the end of the series when you choose to remind us of a key aspect of Dean's core guiding character, are we going to see something? Is this going to pay off? And if you look at Dab's, when you look at Dab's track record as a showrunner, many times we get these little nuggets that we feel are gold Mm -hmm. when it comes to the characters. And we're like, okay, this is going to mean something. And then we never quite circle back to it. So I ask again, this is great characterization for Dean and works, but it's not going to mean Dick if it doesn't pay off in the next episode 
And I'll double down and say, if this was going to be Dean's characterization, then this should have been his characterization since episode one of season 15, especially since you probably knew your ending or should have known your ending should have from the very beginning when you decide to break the season before you even wrote, before you even put pen to paper. Yeah. You should have known these things. And if that was something that you were going to do, then this type of element should have been done prior because it does work. But it goes right back to the fact that Dab is the most episodic (laughs) showrunner that Supernatural has ever had. And that's the problem right there. Yeah. It continually feels like he doesn't really care about a myth arc. Or week to week. He doesn't care. It's episodic. Now, Kripke was also episodic. Gamble was episodic. Carver was episodic. But they also had a very serialized feel to their show, as we know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, but, it but was, it was a hybrid of formatting. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Dab tries to do a myth arc, but he has the emotional elements in the format of episodic. And because of that, we get a lot of broken emotions, broken characterization, broken concepts that don't try quite connect it feels jumbled up and it's not because the writers per episode aren't good and that goes right back to what we always say the writers individually are okay they do a great job it's a strong team of writers but the leadership there is none there is no leadership and that's why we have inconsistencies because it feels like they send the writers on their own assignments and they say go in room a go in room b you go in room c And I'm going to sit here in my office and finish your episodes and then we're going to produce them. And none of them really know what's going on with the next episode. And because of that, we have a lot of these great moments where you're like, okay, I can see what they're doing here with Dean's characterization. This is fucking on point. I mean, I love the fact that he has this burden. But why four episodes left in the season are we just now getting into that? This should have been a core aspect that guided him from the very fucking beginning, Sam's ethical diatribes, yes, they have been a thing since the very existence of Supernatural, but we should have brought them to the forefront again and remind us earlier on. And we're not getting those moments. And and that's the thing that continues to plague Dab's mm-hmm. run. It's like I told you earlier before Thomas got here, Mike, it, it, we're, we're, we're hitting these episodes that... On paper, if we were in season 10 and we knew we were renewed for another season, they would make sense. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you're, you're establishing this, this, you know, and we know we've got another season coming. We're at a point where like this episode just doesn't make sense for the timeline that we have going. And it's for everything that's going in with the four episodes that are, it just, this is placed weird. Dad would be great show running law and order. Law and order. In the 90s. Yeah. Like an episodic serial. Well, that's like, what I was going to say. Because, it's not even myth arc, dude. The, yeah. the, the episodic is truly so episodic at this point that what happened last week could fucking fuck off and you wouldn't affect you. It's yep. many of our problems we had with season 14 where we'd have this fucking yeah. emotional moment. Let's go back to the, I believe, season 13, Tombstone, where uh, uh, yeah. uh, Dean is in fucking tears. And then suddenly he's making jokes and having a good time playing cosplay as a cowboy. What the fuck? And these are things that continue to plague 
Dabs run. There is no consistency because he stresses episodic over emotional myth arc. And because of that, we have these inconsistencies. We have episodes that are strong because there are moments, as I said, that are good. The moments with Dean and Billy are fucking good. The moments in the car with Dean and Sam are good. They're so good. But But what, but what does it matter in the next episode when they don't pick up where they left off? Amara and Dean last week was great. What did it matter this week with five left? It's weird, man. It's just and you're weird. right. Law and order would have been perfect where someone, your partner could die in front of you. And the next week you're just back on the case. Yeah. I get so frustrated because I'm watching the episode. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is so good. When Billy and Dean are sitting, you're talking and you see Dean's pain. It's so good. But what does it matter next week? Yeah. And that was, that was so, so switching to that, Billy and, and Dean was the best moment in the episode. Using that knife wound against Dean that, hey, I was easily able to convince him to do this because he wants your forgiveness. And I figured this would be the only way to get it correct. And he's just kind of like, you bitch. (laughs) Because he knows it's true and he hates himself a little bit for that, too. And that's the stuff that we come to watch this show for. And it's, it's so painful to see Dean kind of agree to that i was honestly shocked because at the same time that i can understand on paper it also doesn't really feel super consistent i like dean and sam have always said fuck the world for family and now they're about to screw over family to for freedom of the world and that was just tough to hear it was tough to hear but we also kind of understand right because it's his mother we do we do. And and that's the conundrum that Dean is in. And that's why that entire scenario, do I forgive the person who killed my mother when he wasn't in complete control because of not having a soul? Or do I allow him to make decisions that will make me feel better and get the recompense that I feel like I deserve because he killed my mother? Right. Like, I like the moral dilemma. It is a good I dilemma. like that he doesn't even want to tell Sam because he doesn't want to hear his ethical diatribes. Yep. I mean, that's a powerful statement to make in your script. And that's the it, thing, it's too. It's just these things should have been established it, earlier. It should have been a major part for their emotional arcs from the very beginning of this season to give more credence, some oomph, and some consistency. Oomph. Yeah. Oomph. I, I mean, especially oomph. with how we started with like a apocalyptic event and jack's dead and the all hope is lost kind of attitude that should have been part of that element six 13 episodes prior going into it and building on it and building on it and and questioning what's he going to do knowing this aspect and putting him at odds with what he wants versus what he knows is he knows is right because they've done that with Sam and Dean to death, and it'd be interesting to see him do that for somebody else. And perhaps that's what we're moving towards, but you're right. It needed to be happening a lot sooner. I mean, even with Billy telling him that Chuck has finished etch-a-sketching the rest of the planet, the worlds, the universes, you know, he's going to be here any day, dot, dot, dot. That whole thing kind of didn't sit right because it it 
Billy saying full on, oh, the book told me I have to be gone, deuces, feels very sketchy. It, it really does make you wonder, is she trustworthy? And I, I listened to the previous week's discussion, you guys and the listeners, having all kinds of theories about death, not really caring about humanity, wanting to keep the balance. Maybe she's a, a villain in some way as well. It does, it, it could track still because she doesn't give a fuck about them i believe it was miss monkey in the discord patreon chat that had mentioned that she doesn't trust billy and i do agree the and we've been saying this for quite some time that it just billy may be on team winchester for right now because it fits her a need to Correct. create order yep. her version of balance right well and amara's statement was the ultimate clue to that i'd like to think Again, if this was Kripke Gamble Carver, I would say yes, absolutely, because when Omara says death essentially lied to them and said he told you what you needed to hear, to me, it sounds like they're telling us that Billy is essentially telling them what they need to hear, mm -hmm. that they're not hearing the complete truth. Is she doing the exact same thing? Yeah. I mean, she's never been their fan. She, I, I, she's easily the person who sees them as tools yeah. or means to an end. So, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't trust her at this point. The old death, you could always kind of trust a little bit. Like he didn't care, and he'd fuck things up, but he went out of his way to help them, or didn't kill them repeatedly. Yeah. That, that's a sense of you know. Trust or, or did right he there. or did he revisionist dab, you know, has now flipped everything. So well, maybe death didn't really like Dean or Sam. If it gets to this level of revisionism in the next month, then I'm going to revision four seasons out of this whole show. Oh, wow. And, you know, you call just, it a life. You're going to pretend my rewatch will end with 11. I mean, just, you know what? Thomas, even though if you do revise them out of your mental capacity, there's mm -hmm. still, uh, still audio <laughs> of us covering the show. That's Listen, true. we'll That's know true. if um, your thoughts are valid once uh, Jensen brings back Supernatural under his new uh, overall oh, deal man. he has with Warner Brothers. That gets me and, excited. And they do um, Highlander to this bitch and Ooh. just ignore it. Let's do that. And they start I, with season You know what? Let's do that. Over again. Wait, that got Sean me more Connery excited. <laughs> as Ramirez? That got me more excited than a lot of things this whole season. So let's do that, Mike. Let's just lean into that. I should say Highlander 3, this bitch, because Highlander 2 was ignored because yeah, of Highlander 3. <laughs> Wasn't that the quickening? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what I think Jensen might do with this overall deal he has with Warner Brothers. He's just going to Highlander 3. It just shows Chuck showing up like, hey, guys, yeah. remember how I was never a villain? I would love how he was. It's going to start with uh, that song he's saying, you know, there I was. I am immortal. <laughs> I have inside me blood of kings. And then Jensen pops up yeah, with his katana with a sword for some reason. Yeah, that would be awesome, dude. Already he better. Off, he cuts Already off better. Head. And it's Chuck was never God. He's just some guy. Yeah, just a dude. <laughs> so he's just a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> cuts his head off. I, please don't ever run a show either. What? what? I, I would be better than Dab. All right, so <laughs> it's true. So as we move forward to the end of this you know we do have a lot more questions we still have shockingly we still have questions it seems strange with just a few episodes left that there is no castiel that there is no jack we talked about that Here we are. There it is. 
Dude, this was okay. This was a rad theme song. <laughs> when Supernatural comes back under Jensen's complete control under his new company he started, this was going to happen. This is how it's going to start. Season 16. Dude, have you never heard this, Thomas? No. And like every beat of the song, Sam and Dean will just show up in the Impala. So they're, they're Thomas, cruising down the highway. Yeah. Hypothetical season 16. Oh, man. Under showrunner Kripke and Jensen Ackles under his new Warner Brothers Production deal. House, yeah. Produced by Janelle Ackles as well. So, Thomas, this is the theme song for the Highlander TV show. He doesn't know what that is. You know, never he's too it. young. Dude, my grandma used to watch that show. My grandma. Dude, she loved that show. And I remember watching she it with her. She probably flicked the bean to Adrian Paul. I mean, who didn't, dude? <laughs> I, I won't lie. I, this, uh, was, this was a I, rad I tried fucking... To, fucking I tried to... Um, fucking? No, I tried to um, uh-huh. shape my entire high school life after his appearance. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this was a rad-ass fucking theme song for a show, dude. Him and, him and Lorenzo Lamas were my uh, oh yeah were my guy crushes. Well, yeah, of course. You're like, Makes I'm gonna I'm gonna be them, right? You ride a motorcycle I, with a mullet. Never did I accomplish it, not even a little bit, but I tried. <laughs> did you have a mullet? You, no. had, a, you had a mullet. I feel like Dude, Mike's always so been better good. than Cash. He's like, hey guys, I've been in politics for the last seven years, but I'm back. <laughs> I ran for I president. Got, I, I ran. I got, I got beaten by, by a landslide. Yeah, I became president of the United States for a while. Saved Uganda. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Now, we can dream Uganda. later, guys. We've got a month, and then we can dream all we want. Oh. Now, so back to... The issue of like with this episode, though, was it, it was so odd that we have no Jack, no Castiel. Five episodes left, and we, instead of... And this probably is what bothered me like the most. Instead of having it be a team up final rundown of one last monster of the week hunt with Sheriff uh, Jody, with Bobby, with Donna even, or any of their fake Charlie, fake Charlie. Why are we not bringing in themselves in Brazil? How cool would that have been? Yeah. This should be about reclaiming your free, your free will, because dab, I still stand by this broke the entire concept of the series. Yes. And gave them no free will. Which the entire thing has been about team free will. So this is what the season should be all about. It should be about, Team, reclaim your free will. And we're not seeing that. And that's the thing that so bothers me. And I still, it's one of my favorite episodes um, in season five. Not exactly around this time, but Abandon All Hope. One of my favorite fucking episodes where the team takes one final photo together, knowing that it's getting towards the end and that this is not going to have a happy ending. And go off on a fight that does not end well and they lose Ellen and Joe. It's a tragic episode. It's an emotional episode. It's fucking phenomenal and creepy and and great in all the right ways. And instead of Castiel, Jack, Jody Mills, Donna, Bobby, or Charlie, we have a bunch of random fucking kids. And here's the other thing too, and I'm going to get a little mean, I guess, at this point. What do we have here? 
but a ripoff of Striga and It. 25 years ago, they go back to defeat a monster they thought they defeated as kids that likes to scare them and kept kids dead in a nest to feed on them over time. Like, I've seen It. I've read the book. I watched Striga. I don't need this at this time. And again, I, I, it was not fair for them to do this to Megan Fitzmartin as a writer. You don't put her in this final five setup. You don't say, hey, like you said, second string quarterback, go up there, three minutes left, figure it out. It just, it just didn't work. Let's, you brought this up earlier, and I just referenced it. In, in season five, around this time, let's say we had five episodes left. Right. We have point of no return, which where they start to think about saying yes to Lucifer or yes to Michael and trying to come up with plans and a new game plan to defeat uh, Zachariah. And it doesn't fucking work in any way. And then we slowly realize there's no hope left as we barrel towards the end of and set up for the apocalypse. At this point in season 11, we had about five episodes beforehand hell's angel and the chitters. Even the chitters was a monster of the week one that really seemed to work. If you look at those closing season chapters, debatably for sure. Season five. Yes, for sure. Season five, season 11. I would even say that's debatable. Season 11 is definitely an ending of, of, of a chapter. If not the season, it could have ended there. You're absolutely right. You look at the last, look at the last five episodes. Don't call me Shirley. All in the family. We happy few. Alpha and Omega. Mm-hmm. Hell's Angel was eighteen. Safe House, the vessel. That was episode fourteen. Mm-hmm. All dealing with Lucifer. All trying to find weapons and hands of God. Seven to take episodes out Amara. of the last twenty-three. Seven out of the last twenty-three episodes. All about the Myth Arc. All of it. And here we are putting along with the Monster of the Week episodes, and they give us a 30-second bit with Billy. And that did more for plot holes than actual myth arc. You realize that, right? There's it did. tons of inconsistencies with what she said. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if we want to get into it, but you know what? No, let's do it. Okay. Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> you want to go there were logic and continuity issues or plot holes okay Mm -hmm. so billy pops up and tells dean that she won't be around for a while because according to god's book she's not in this part when are you playing by the rules now now i assume she's talking about death's library right that she mentioned his book of how he will die kind of thing yes yes in season 14 episode 10 i believe it was nihilism and she reminds dean about death's reading room and says that even chuck has his book right yeah. Okay, but so she can't show up because according to God's book, she's not in this part. How does that make sense? It doesn't. Well, again, and if the books write themselves, then who are you listening to? Or is this even your idea? Or does killing Chuck and Amara even get rid of the hamster in the cage scenario? Hamster on a wheel scenario. It's just very strange that they bring up these things that... Uh, that feels like they're just talking. They're trying to fill space and remind us, hey, we know we're at the end here, so we're going to give you a moment. But you're literally trying to break destiny or fate, right? I, I hope that's the goal. Theoretically. 
which also I don't even agree with that. She's going by a book, right? I can't be here because of Chuck's book. So in order to break fate. So and then destiny, we are breaking the show. Then you have to We're breaking listen the to show destiny. because there is no free will because we have to listen to destiny. So the entire concept, the core concept of the entire show, which is about free will, right? Right. She's having them play by a book. That's not free will. It's you know what that destiny. is. Dude? That is that scene from Robin Hood men in tights, where it says I lost that doesn't make sense. And he grabs the script and he reads through the pages. That's what Billy did at the diner. The The script says I'm not supposed to be here. So I'll fuck off for a few moments. I wish I could say that. Just be like, oh, just, oh I'm not supposed to be here. I, I, just, Later. I just don't understand. And also she said that didn't all the books with Dean like change yes. as well? Did it like I believe that was a nihilism. Billy reminds Dean of his visit to death's reading room and all the notebooks showing the various ways he could die. Billy warns Dean that all those notebooks have now changed. So what book? So so what is she talking about? Deus ex shit, dude. Sex? Yes. Oh. Where literally they're just changing it on a whim as they decide and as they need. Which, okay, we know the books can change. Fine. You literally gave yourself a way to just break continuity whenever you want as well. Mm-hmm. So dab gave himself a lazy card. And that's why we have so many problems because Kripke set rules. Gamble set rules. It's Carver, Carver set rules. Yep. And once you set those rules, you can't break them. These are the world. Th- these are the rules that our world are governed. Establishes. By. Yeah. In fact, writing uh, Thomas, you, you, you're taking some writing classes mm-hmm. recently to yeah, kind of refresh, to refresh yourself. myself. Yeah. And um, one of the first things you learn is once you establish your word, you, your world, you don't change it. Correct. So you don't break your story. Correct. And Dab continues to find new ways. To, it's almost like he's doing it on purpose. It does. It feels yeah. like he wants to just give us all the middle finger and say, I don't give a fuck what any of you say. I don't care what Kripke did. I don't care what Gamble did. I don't care what Carver did. This is my did. fucking show. This is my four seasons. Yep. And I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to create rules that I can then break things, yep. including the show, and not abide by by the uh, television Bible, the supernatural Bible, and abide by basic writing rules. It, and he gives himself continued plot devices and literary gimmicks to just change things at a whim. And because he's doing that, now, if he wanted to do that in his first season, season 12, I would say have at it. Do what you want. Because you need to kind of set the stage. But he's doing things and changing rules episode per episode. Well, again. And using exposition to change these rules. And because of that. You gave yourself a perfect fucking outlet to be able to do literally whatever the fuck you want. You introduced a multiverse where any dimension can have any fucking rules and established canon. Okay. And whatever the fuck you want at any time. And you don't do anything anything okay hold on one second so uh, miss monkey said billy said she's not a part of the story she says i took it as one of the one that chuck was writing as the end now okay that's also how i took it at first i actually wrote in my original notes how does this make sense because that also doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because if she's talking about chuck's bible that he's writing his story 
That really makes no sense because if she's going to remove herself because she's not a part of Chuck's book, then that means Chuck knows everything they're doing as well. well. Yeah. And Billy's plan is null and fucking void. Well, that's the other thing. Like <laughs> that really made me mad because that's the first thing I thought. And then I'm like, like no, him. Dab is not that dumb. There's mm-hmm. no way he's doing this. She is talking about the way he will die. That Chuck has a book in Death's library. That has to be what she's talking about. Because if she is talking about the actual book he's writing, then none of this works. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Remember that book he was writing? What the fuck was happening to that? Yeah. Episode four, he snaps Becky out of existence, starts writing a whole new idea. He's going to fuck everything up. And then he just doesn't. And then he's like, you know what? Instead of writing a new story, I'll just etch a sketch all the universes. And then fucks off to parts unknown. Yeah. Well, Conveniently, like, and if Billy, if death is the big, haha, gotcha, I was working with him the whole time. I mean, maybe, but that feels just like a lazy Kaiser it's Soze. Super, it's super lazy. Move. Like, oh, it was me, said oh, the guy with God. the evil mustache. Gee whiz, I didn't see that one coming. If yeah. that's the case, dude, you're I'm, right, though, because it's just like, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to rage. I might punch if you all this, in the face. None of it really adds up. The the death library, all that does is say that free will doesn't matter. If this ends with some ABC once upon a time bullshit where the writer literally writes and then the ending was different and Chuck and everyone died. <laughs> Thomas, we have four episodes left. Oh, don't do this. I'm going to fucking say it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We have four episodes left. We have tons of loose ends. Dude, so many fucking questions. Do you honestly so think questions. they're going to wrap it up? I, I, Thomas, you just need to relax and watch the story. We un- know. Unfold. We, we have to stop doing this <sighs> on the show. Because all we're going to do is get ourselves mad, get our listeners mad, because there's four episodes left. Dab's not going to do it. He's not going to suddenly make everything correct. Dab's not going to suddenly increase his IQ and become a competent <laughs> writer. It's not going to happen. So we just need to relax and enjoy the show for his, <laughs> as I said, a couple weeks ago. Uh, because, well, so here's the thing, because I think we need to lay down if we're still here. <laughs> no, hold on a second. Tom, that makes no, sorry. My brain I, went with I, I that. Think we, well, this is what we should do. I, I think if, if, we're if we're still here, if we're still here, okay, when you don't like something, you kind of shy away from it, right? Hold on a second. Watch your ears. When you don't like something, what do you do? You kind of, if someone touches you, you kind of oh, move away. God. If someone has bad breath, you kind of like, oh, get away from me. If you don't like someone, you leave the area. God damn it. Okay. Well, we're still here. Yeah. Okay. So what we need to do is we need to fucking lay flat on our bellies, uh, not even grab our ankles, lay flat on our bellies, stretch ourselves out, prop our it. ass up just a little bit with a pillow, uh-huh. and let Dab continue to prone fuck us, okay? Mm. Because we're here. <laughs> I thought there was more to that thought. Just, oh, we're here. There's parentheses. There's parentheses. Uh, yeah, there's more to it. Oh my Christ! He's had a two-inch penis the entire relationship. Now he's got a. He's not. Su- no, he's not suddenly going to get nine inches. Okay, 
We just need to learn to work with the two inches. We need to start kind of moving our no, hips no, no, with no, them. No, 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 no. We need he's to start rubbing. We, we have to start rubbing our own clit. No, uh, hold on, uh, hold know, on. Just, he's got a he's got a two incher, but this last season he's pulled out the fourteen inch double into dildo, and he's gonna fuck us with it. Because we're so excited. See, no, here's the thing. Like, I'd almost give a fuck if there was he angry laid. behind the fuck. It's it's limp dick, and he's pushing rope at this point, uh, yeah. man. Oh. Listen, like I said, and that's and this we, is we I will know, agree with you, we Mike. Know, we know what he's doing, and this is where I'm saying now. none of this, none of this, all this conversation doesn't matter. Yeah, all we're doing is getting our blood pressure up and inciting violence. On oh yeah. It, it's just not worth it anymore. We just need to talk about the episode and enjoy it for what it is. Look for the good things and realize that this isn't the end. That this is Dab's end. Yeah. And Jensen. Knew it. Starting an overall deal with Warner Brothers just a few weeks ago is a big fucking deal. And it's. It's dual serving. His next TV show is going to be produced by him. It's going to be a vehicle for him, guaranteed, after the boys. He's going to do something fucking awesome, guaranteed, on HBO Max, possibly. And then he already has the deal with Warner Brothers. It's going to slide effortlessly into that well-lubed, that mini-series that they've been talking about, that mini-event That's hot. in about four or five years. Because Kripke said it, not Kripke. Jensen said it last year, just about a year ago. Mm. He had problems with the ending. Imagine what that would take for the star of the show to say that, to say that at a Comic-Con of all places, how, how he felt so passionately about it that he didn't know who to talk to about it. These are feelings that just don't pop up suddenly. No. Oh, shit. I read the final script. I got strong feelings about this. And then they fucked the dog. <laughs> what? Poor Jensen. This I have issues with out of nowhere. Jensen and Jared have been feeling issues for quite some time. It's the reason why the show's ending. That's the reason why the show's ending. It's because they've had problems with the direction it has been going for a very long time. And we know for a fact that's the reason why Mark Shepard left. Yeah. We know that for a fact he has said it. So I think we just need to relax and enjoy the show for what it is. And just not, I don't think we can, we should sit here every week for the next four episodes and, and talk about our expectations because we're not, they're not going to be hit. And we just need to get ready for the prone fucking. They're not going to hit the special spot. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's, it's hard to come in here and sit and take it up the asshole on something that I want to talk about, but I know that I, I want to be positive and I want to stay positive, but it's really hard when I'm getting anally raped. I, when Jensen said that to con, when you shared that video with us, yeah. I felt strengthened. I felt emboldened. I felt justified with our feelings Yeah, because this is what Jensen's willing to share publicly. Right. Yeah. What is he not willing to share publicly because he's a professional and he's oh, a, and he's a kind soul. I would love to be a fly on the wall and just hear what they actually think because right. I, I, obviously you'll never, that's never going to come out. And because he said that, that has made me look at this season completely different. It's like, you know what? This is not necessarily the direction of the show. They, they all wanted it to go, 
but I'm going to hear, be here, support the show because I fucking love Supernatural. I love right. Kripke. I love Gamble. I love Carver. I love Jensen. I love Jared. And I'm going to support them. Yeah. And I'm going to support the fandom that has been good to us. Yeah. The fandom is awesome. But these last four episodes, I think we just, in order to just get through this and not be totally just upset all the time, we just kind of just re- just get deal drunk. With, just deal with it. Yeah. I think we should get drunk. I am drunk. What are you talking about? I'm drunk right now, actually. That's why I'm talking like this. That's why you're slurred speech. Yeah. Makes sense. We know. Slurp speech? Slurp, are you yeah. drunk? Yeah, you're slurpy speech. Your slurpy speech. Yep. Yeah. I here's <laughs> Yeah, you're Ms. right. Miss Monkey says that Jensen has been talking shit at cons and in his meet and greets for a few years now. So there you go. You're right, Mike. And I think that's just, it's been. Let's celebrate the show for I've, what I've it is. Fought so or I'd say for what it was. What it was. For what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, I've fought so hard and been so aggressive and, and Got I so don't far want to it doesn't be. doesn't even matter. Exactly. Thank you, Lincoln Park. <laughs> Dude, that, that lyric actually I, makes sense. I though. didn't, I didn't, I don't and, like and Thomas, being just, like this. Just relax until we get this moment. Just don't clench. Here we are. Born to be kings with the princes of the universe. They don't because do intro songs like that anymore. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And Go you know, if Jensen's listening to this show, you better put this in that first we episode opener for season 16. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I don't like being like this. And it sucks because I'm just... Dude, in the in the years we've been doing this, I think we've come up with like three, four, five different endings. Mm-hmm. I've seen fan theories that go down ending routes that are just far more pal- like enjoyable than what we're getting, and, I, and it's so painful to say. And it feels like Dab's just doing what he's doing, but I think this episode's the one where I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad anymore. I'm disappointed. And I think I just agree with you now. I agree with you now. I will simply unclench, lean into it all two inches and enjoy the rest on the bed. Enjoy what we get because there are nuggets of gold. Almost any in the the butt. So stupid. Any moments that we get with Jensen and Jared are pretty good. Whenever we get those moments, and that's what we need to really just focus on because we know we're not going to be happy with the writing because we have an incapable showrunner. You're not going to we're talking about it. Is not going to change it? Yeah. And I'm just kind of over it. I just want to enjoy it at this point. Yeah. That's why I didn't give my grade last episode. I noticed that. Yeah, I did too. And I think I'm not going to give a grade this week. For the reasons, I think we just stop. We just let's just stop doing it. I think final thoughts. We could maybe give our final thoughts. Final thoughts, then, no grade. Yeah, and just and just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. I, I, I'm going to go with that at least on this week. Unless it's like I have that, a it's really like that final fucking before the divorce. You know, the real hate fuck one. Yeah, yeah, I had that one. Yeah, before the papers are signed. You know, I like think if your... I truly enjoy the episode, I'll give a grade once again. Otherwise, I'll just you know what we're we're, we're at where we're at. And I wish Megan Fitzmartin the absolute best in her career. I mean, having no, she, she deserved it, it, earned it, you know, being a fucking, you know, servant of dab for the last, I I feel very bad that she was put in such an awkward position for such a long time fandom. Uh, But I, I look forward to seeing what she does next. 
Yeah. Why don't we read some thoughts from our listeners on Facebook? Do you have that open? And uh, I don't, but why don't you bring it up? Because I got to take a piss really fast. Unless oh, you okay. want to take a really quick break. You want to take a break Let's real take fast? a quick break. We'll read some Facebook comments, wrap up our thoughts here, okay. and call it a night. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Yeah, the Highlander soundtrack is very interchangeable with anything supernatural. I can actually see it work. It works, dude. It really fucking does. I can't believe you haven't actually watched the Highlander series. I haven't, no. It actually, I think it would speak to you. Yeah. It, there's a lot of things that are embedded within that show that is before its time. <laughs> like things that you wouldn't expect from a show in yeah. the 90s. To touch on? It, yeah. It's real good. All right, go ahead. All right, so I'm trying to bring up the. I was hoping you keep going. I'm oh, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> There's no time for us. There's no place for us. What is this thing that builds our dreams? There's some great, oh, like, there's there some great, like, eighties, like, rated R sex scenes as well in Highlander. Yeah. The type of sex scenes you don't get anymore in movies, like <laughs> really over They're the really top. Perfect. Yeah, and those like aggressive hugging where like the guy wraps his arms yeah, around the sitting, woman completely, her, yeah, and he's just. <laughs> you know how I, you know how I do that sound. Ooh, so, come here, like he, that's yeah. that's what you, he does. It's, so it's, both it's, of those sounds are going to be used in the supernatural porn parody. Yes, yes. that we discuss, and also so. in season sixteen, the return of supernatural. Will, it's going to be Jensen and Castile, but come here. Oh, God. Cass becomes mortal to live a life with Dean. Yeah, I listened to the Crossroads show, and they said something about a prone fuck. Come here. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all right. fucking awful. Whatever. That's why you giggling over there. <laughs> He's taking notes just furiously right now. I can just, I can just see right Sam now. and Dean just furiously hugging like, ugh. Yeah. Forever. I gotta cue up the right part. thrusting. The exact there we go. Go ahead. It's when they both come inside of each other oh, right there. I'm an angel of the Lord, Dean. <laughs> Have my angel grace. Come here. Oh. Where's fake Bobby at? <laughs> Should have been one of the actors in the porn read, dude. Holy yeah, shit! It's much better than you. Guys. <laughs> Stop. Made way more sense. I, everyone would have guessed. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Okay, so some feedback. <laughs> I think we need. To, I need to save this. I need to save this for the next porn parody. You do. Uh, you wait, wait, the next uh, do. fan fiction read. Both. Uh, Both, dude. Yeah. Holy shit! All right, it's fun. So we're gonna take some Facebook uh, messages, people's thoughts on the episode. Kathy Waters says this episode had me on the edge of my seat and very jumpy. In fact, I did literally jump when the hand came out from the vending machine. Yeah. Another person agreed with you. Uh, my stomach st- uh, starts in knots each week. I think because each week I'm thinking so much about how many episodes are left. So I'm already a bit predisposed, anxious. Uh, but these last two episodes did have some downright spooky stuff. Yeah, for real. For sure. I also am constantly analyzing every little bit to see if it will give me a hint of how it ends. I feel this episode had a lot of a lot of them. Truth, lies, sacrifice, secrets, facing fears, protecting others, but not always for the best and regrets. Mm-hmm. Young Sam and Dean didn't do it for me this time. I think Dylan spoiled me as Dean and I would have had and we've had too many young Sams. The actors didn't hit the mark for me, but the implications and story they conveyed did. I really wish adult Dean would have told Sam he had found the bodies. Uh, I just I thought he did. I think I was like, I thought he did at I the bar. He, I think he did at the end. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just keep holding on to the fact that both Jensen and Jared liked the way the show ended. And they both reiterated that the, uh, that in the Hallie fest zoom call. In fact, Jared said it was his favorite episode ever. I, I do genuinely hope that is true. It's hard to say that would be the favorite episode ever. There's so many fucking good ones. Mm-hmm. But I do hope that they genuinely did like how it ended. And I hope because it leaves an opening for a movie. Yeah. I am immortal. Cue the music, right? Uh, Ashley Frank says, I liked this one. The last five minutes were the best acting Jared has done all season. Ouch. I find it incredibly creepy what, that Billy who? has been... The last five minutes were the best that Jared... Done okay. What did I say before the show, Ryan? Before Thomas walked in, same thing. I I pretty much said the same thing. I said, This is the Jared I remember. Those last few moments, oh, yeah, yeah. Finally, Sam feels something. He has been so reserved and kind of muted for the last couple seasons, yeah. And when he raises voice at Dean, I'm like, Thank, thank you. You're alive, Jared, slash Sam. (laughs) Thank you. So I do agree with that. Like, this is one of the better moments for him because he's just kind of, is it just me? No, I agree. In this room? Like, that was, I I agree. He's been kind of. He's not been really Sam. It's been really, it's been really strange, his performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very toned down, very muted, very five out of 10. Yeah. And not to say like he's, he's bad, but just like, no, it's just known how dynamic and, and expressive and good he can be and this little bit here was a, another touch of that that it is still there yeah but he just hasn't had to really dig deep yeah. in a while and maybe it's just the material maybe again an actor can only do what's on the paper you know right. so true uh and see here i find it incredibly creepy that billy has been keeping such a close eye on them to repeat actual conversations back to dean again we don't really trust her I think that's pretty well established at this point. Courtney Heap says, honestly, kind of a letdown, an unnecessary filler episode that had maybe 30 seconds of plot development. Yeah. The last five minutes was perfect. I think mm-hmm. I agree. Everyone kind of yeah. agrees that it's- car scene was the scene that really sold the yeah. episode. 
I mean, how many times we've said that? Like, there's a reason why Baby was such a great episode. It was Sam and Dean and the Impala. God, I missed that. Was such a good episode. You know, I mean, work. Listen, when all us fails, writers put Jensen and Jared in the fucking car and just have them turn the camera on. Yeah, just let fucking improv it, dude. It'll be an A plus episode every fucking time. It will be. It really would be. All right. Different Kathy. Kathy Tyler says, overall, this episode was a nice monster of the week. Quote, or parentheses, our new thing. She even has it here. <laughs> with some major plot holes. Well, you got to read it the right way then. Sorry. Overall, this episode was a nice monster of the week. We should meet the plot holes. Thank you. Yeah, this is a plot holes there. What I am having difficulty with I'll about. I'll that plot Just lay down prone. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my sandwich out. I'll put my sandwich inside. <laughs> Just lay down in the prone position. Thank you, that plot hole. If I, You're if not I, oh, okay. Nope, not gonna go there. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna fit this pothole with two inches. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm not talking. You can't see the pothole, okay, man. What I am having a difficulty with about this season, season 15 in general, pre and post COVID, is the overall arc. I think it's Dean's redemption and getting over his guilt of holding Sam back from his destiny, but I really have to dig hard to find it. Mm -hmm. They left season 14 with a huge cliffhanger, but the writers knew season 15 was going to be the series finale. Right. Everyone has bolted from the show behind the scenes. It was like, okay, we're done. Let's leave. Okay, pause for a second. (laughs) Okay. Brian, what did I say before Thomas showed (laughs) up? Like, I said that. It feels like everyone's phoned it in. Everyone said two two fingers up later. Yep. Like this is the end of the road. I have to call my agent, find out what next, what's my next gig because it does feel like that. I'm sorry, Catherine Fitzgerald. What's the writer of this episode? Megan Fitzmartin. She shouldn't be writing right now. It's not that she's a bad writer. It shouldn't be. be. It should be the top episodes from the top writers crapping it out. Amazing gold each week. This should be Eugenie Brad Fuckner, <laughs> Robert Barons. Oh God, it's funny. Andrew Dab. It should be the leaders in that room, and you're giving the final episodes to, the to assistant. I'm the scrub shift. It is what it is. You've had Scooby Doo write an episode. It's and like the assistant. It's like um, Rocky Ramos. Yeah. It's like us, Thomas, leaving the studio and giving the final four episode discussion to just Ryan. <laughs> and no, Ryan <laughs> wow. and some other guy Ryan knows who's his friend who doesn't watch the show. Yeah. Wow, th- guys. Th- that's the same thing. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what? We're going to have Ryan be the same Mike, and he's going to bring in two friends to be <laughs> Mike A and Mike B. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the confidence that I might be able to pull off a show without you fuck faces. I, I believe in you. <laughs> I know I could. It'd probably be the best high-rated show we've ever done on Supernatural. And the last. <laughs> That's your theme song. Yeah. Dude, if, okay, if I ran a show and it started to that, it'd be an instant hit. All right. I think I'm going to we have change our intro. Yeah, change the intro for the last four episodes. Change the intro it to is, that. It's done. That's it. That's, That's what we're doing. doing. That's our because new intro. We're going to lean into this... <laughs> We're gonna gonna rise like a fucking phoenix. Put it in there, Dean. When they bring this show back. (laughs) All right. She says, uh, it was like, okay, we're done. Let's leave. Oh, crap. We still have season 15 to finish. So while Jared and Jensen, Misha and Alex, sort of, because Jack was dead at the end of 14, 
were on board until the end. I really don't think anyone behind the scenes was, especially the last two episodes. There was a story there, but because the series is ending, the wrap it up arc is kind of edited into the episodes as an afterthought. Her words hurt. Because they, they, they're like, very, very I, I accurate. Feel I feel like Dean and she's Billy right now in that scene. Oh. And she's telling me the truth. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, the series ending story is lost and the weekly monster of the week story is cut short to squeeze in those reminders of, oh, we're done this in five, four, three. Oops. <laughs> I just feel like we as longtime fans of the show have been cheated out of a good 20 episode series ending storyline. I understand not everyone is going to be happy with the ending as endings are hard, but I still feel cheated <laughs> even though I am in it until the end. Thank you for reading my TED talk. You see the, the chat, the Patreon chat keeps uh, posting sausage messages. Because I said limp dick in it earlier, and it's just, I don't know if that's what they're doing or if that's and then I just think, what And then also the I don't want to live forever song, I think, just added to that. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. It's all part of the same same vibe. All right, Kathy number three is that dab? says, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Part of me wanted a more end of the world slash Chuck episode, but I thought it was a great throwback Monster of the Week vibe, especially seeing the boys running around in a cheesy motel again, and the young Sam and Dean were believable, if not stellar. I don't think they should do any more filler episodes and, the, and concentrate instead on finishing the story arc for the series, so I was hoping this was the last one. If that's the case, I'm happy with it. Rachel uh, Castellano says it's a, it was a good monster of the week, but it was frustrating that Dean is still lying to Sam. Aren't we past this already? I actually wrote that exact phrase yep. in my notes. That was actually written by Carver. He's all because he did this for four seasons. <laughs> He's all, I've already did this, bro. Are you fucking retreading at the last yeah. minute? Yeah. Have an original uh, fucking idea, Dab. Baba Yaga is such a good monster. Could have been. I have all of these ideas. It's I'm going to take from Kipke. Gamba, Kava, mix it up and redo it worse. That's original. God damn. Uh, Baba Yaga is such a good monster. It could have been so much scarier. I think the hallucination where Dean is a, uh, sees a dead young Sam could have been so powerful if they had shown a longer view and a bigger reaction from Dean. Maybe they don't want to show dead kids on the show, though. I remember that was the, season, uh, the reason they aged up Lilith, because they didn't want to show Sam and Dean beating up a creepy child. Also because of the sexual innuendos as right. well. I mean, you can't have a 12-year-old yeah, trying to proposition Sam. Yeah. That'd be strange. I mean, you could. Okay, mm. you said a lot of pedo things. Yeah, this show. is upsetting. How is it? Wait, a lot. Of how pedo? is it really? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a, a second. lot of pedo things. You said something about 30, 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I was going to make a Thailand joke, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. What did I say? I forgot now. Yeah, we'll exactly. Because it's say there. Anything. No, it's there. No, I listeners hit us up on Twitter. No, they didn't. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's hashtag lock him up. Final oh final thoughts. Does anybody have <laughs> anything they want to add mm-hmm. to this before we uh, sign off? No. And change our intro music. I, I think we should have. Well, come on, Ryan, one more final thoughts. Go ahead. No, nah, just in a nutshell. Uh, you know, it was a, a decent episode. Okay. I mean, I no, it really was. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't super horrendous. Uh, it wasn't one of the first three episodes. Of this season. First two. The first two. Uh, three. No, no. We Robert did, Barons was. We did the Barons one, you fine. and I, Ryan. And That's it was okay. right. It was yeah. okay. Um, I understand what they were uh, attempting to do in the episode. I just felt like it's a little misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel and, like all of us are on the same page. The entire yeah. fandom seems yeah. to be on the same yeah. page. It, it seems a little misplaced. I, 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 I'm I, on the same page with Thomas. It, it seems like it was a five 
year regression in Sam and Dean's, you know, uh, relationship. So, I, I, but otherwise, I, I thought the the monster was cool. I thought the idea was cool. I wanted Dean to bang the chick. Yeah. Unfortunately, what was her name? Clarina or something? Caitlin, I thought. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She was hot. Hottie McGee. Yeah, Hottie Hottie McCotterson. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, it just you know we got four episodes left, so I'm just gonna take this fucking. <laughs> yeah. Mike, anything I'm you glad you're, you're taking my <laughs> advice. Yep. Yeah. I like the directing. Mm-hmm. Of the episode, as well as the cinematography, and that's why this episode is so frustrating, <laughs> yeah. because it's actually a pretty beautiful episode aesthetically, even in tone. Great. That's it. That's my okay. final thoughts. Yeah, uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you, Mike. I feel like we are, as an entire collective, the violinists on the Titanic, saying it's been an honor to serve with all of you. As we watch this glorious thing we loved make its final journey. Where it will end up, we don't quite know. Only Kripke and Jensen know. Only Kripke and Jensen With that nice Warner Brothers overall deal he made with his wife. And I I really want to lean into that. So in an attempt to not be toxic, in an attempt to just stop fighting and enjoy Mm -hmm. the prone bone for all two inches that it is. Uh, I think pour a round of drinks and we'll see you all next week with our new so, intro music. So you're going to also do the whole prone thing. You're going to let y'all get prone. Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the Titanic music to take us out. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. See you all next time. Ah!